Yo, 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 it's your boy, Preacher Boy. We back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. It is Friday, y'all. The end of the week. One day closer to the weekend. Tomorrow is Saturday. Then we got Sunday. Then you know we're doing it all over again. But before we go any further in this episode, you know we got to open up with a little word of prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another opportunity just to bless your name, dear God, and give you honor and glory for all that you're doing in our lives, seen and unseen, dear God. God, we thank you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us even when we're undeserving, dear God. We thank you for the doors that you opened and the doors that you've closed that we no longer need, dear God. God, I ask that you meet the very need of your people on today, dear God. You heal those that are sick, dear God, battling diseases, battling illnesses, dear God, battling anything in their lives, dear God, I ask that you heal them in every aspect possible, dear God. Dear God, that way they can recognize you as Jehovah and give you all the glory, honor, and praise. God, I ask that you touch this podcast episode on this week, dear God. Allow me to say something that's effective for your people, dear God. Allow everybody to grasp something and apply it to their lives and know that it's you that we need in all things, dear God. God, I ask that you continue to be there for us like only you know how to be, dear God. God, I ask that you forgive us for anything that we've done wrong, knowingly or unknowingly, dear God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, dear God. And we won't forget to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Like I said, y'all, we back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. It is part two of our first official series called Why I Last week, we kicked it off with why I believe in Jesus, and we ain't stopping there. This week, our topic is why I believe in the Bible. Yes, the Bible, the Holy Bible, the number one selling book in the world. Why I believe in that. And the key verse for this week is 2 Timothy 3 and 16. And I'm reading from the King James Version, the best version there is. And I'm going to read it to y'all. It says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So let's go ahead and dig into this thing. Why I believe in the Bible. A lot of people view the Bible as something that shouldn't be believed in and the reason why i say that is because there's been so many translations of the bible that it's caused a lot of confusion for people because they're like why there's so many different versions of the same concept why is everybody making their own thing and what i've come to realize that there's a lot of different translations of the bible but they're all not accurate the most accurate version of the bible is the king james version And the reason why I say that is because as you look and compare texts and you backdate everything, you see that in certain versions of the Bible, things are completely misinterpreted and translated in the wrong way. And a lot of people fail to realize with the Bible, the Bible can only be understood through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way the Bible can be understood. And one thing I want you to know is that the Bible can only be understood when we are in a right relation to the Holy Spirit. It is he who opens our minds to understand its meaning and gives us the inward witness of its authority. A 
lot of times people think that they could just open up the Bible and hmm, let me read this. I haven't been with God at all. I haven't asked him to give me no clarity, no understanding, no wisdom. I'm just going to read this and I'm going to give my own interpretation and just go with that. No, that's not how it works. The Bible even tells us that he's not going to he's not going to reveal his word to a carnal mind. He's not going to just give his revelation knowledge to someone just out of the blue. No, you have to be in tune with the Father. Thus, the Spirit of God inspired both the thoughts and language of Scripture. Not a single word, let me backtrack, not a single writer uttered a false word or phrase. None of the authors in the Bible that wrote each, that wrote each respective book has uttered a false word or phrase. God's word was protected from error and falsehood by the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that gave, gave these authors utterance where they were able to write in their own respective ways, in their own respective personalities. The Holy Spirit used them to write out in their own unique ways to give out God's word. Because that's all the Bible is. It's God's word. And when people say the word of God or God's word is literally just what God gave to us. It's him speaking to us. It's him giving us insight and clarity, but we can only receive that insight and clarity when we're in tune with him. One thing I want you to know and understand and grasp is that all doctrines, commentaries, interpretations, explanations, and traditions must be judged and legitimatized by the words and message in scripture itself. There's so many things that people will try to say and trick you. Throughout history, we've seen people misinterpret and use the Bible to kind of go inside with things that they're doing that people know are wrong. People will literally misuse scripture to kind of give their, their, their actions some leeway as if it's okay. They will try to apply a scripture and take it completely out of context so that they can befit themselves and where they are. That's why a lot of times I'll say the quote, people love the Bible until it calls what they do sin. Then the Bible is no longer their friend. They're, they no longer wanna read the Bible because it now has pointed out what the actions that they're doing is sin in the eyes of God. And everybody just goes crazy about that. But another thing I wanna say as well is finally we should note that inerrant inspiration applies only to the original writing of the biblical books. Thus, whenever one finds in scripture something that appears to be an error, rather than assuming that the writer made a mistake, one should remember these three possibilities exist with regard to an apparent problem. Point one, the existing copies of the original manuscript may not be totally accurate. Point two, the present day translation of the Hebrew or Greek biblical text may be faulty. Or point Point three, one's understanding or interpretation of the biblical text may be inadequate or incorrect. And that goes back into what one of the other points that I was saying early, how you, earlier, how you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have to be in tune with Christ in order to get that revelation knowledge that's in this word. Like I said, you, the, the Bible isn't revealed to a carnal mind. So back to why I believe personally. One, I believe because everything that is shown in the Bible, not, not only do I believe based on faith, 
which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen, the things that I can't see, but also because science in itself, it's proven throughout history, all kinds of different things that took place in the Bible have been proven by archaeologists and have been shown in history from different different places all over the world, whether it be in Israel, whether it be in Africa, whether it be in Europe, all kinds of all kinds of things that were annotated in the Bible have been proven scientifically. Some facts that I, I thought were pretty neat as I've been studying was that even when it comes to, for example, sanitation. Sanitation was annotated in the Bible before we as as a people discovered it. You know, in eight, I think it was about 1846 in London when that the great that that great epidemic happened and nearly 16,000 people or so, maybe even more, died because of the fact that they were just dumping their trash from their houses out the window into the streets, causing so much filth and bacteria and germs to be in the air and cause this sickness to occur. But the what the reason why I say that is because the Bible mentions in the Old Testament how to handle garbage and trash. It, it showed us, but if, if that point of time, London actually understood and studied the Bible, and and saw that scripture they would know how to operate but a lot of things that we we go throughout today the answers are already in the bible the thing is we we don't want to read them or study them because we have this mindset a lot of times that we have is that oh the, the bible was written by man okay but it's already shown that what's in here is accurate the only thing that the, the and God only used individuals that he knew for, without a shadow of a doubt would only listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and not their own interpretations. And that's where a lot of, of these new translations fall into to problems with that, that they're so the, the art, the authors are too busy worrying about their own interpretations versus the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's why none of the new versions that they're coming out with are accurate god used specific individuals in the bible that would heed to what he told them to annotate that way it can be what it is today in the bible it's an it's an acronym in itself the bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth i'm going to say that one more time the Bible in itself is an acronym. It is basic instructions before leaving earth. Everything that we need to know, that we want to know sometimes even, is annotated in the Bible. It, it's a tool for us to use before it's our time to be called called back back to our original home. It's, it's, it's what we use to get through our day-to-day lives it's something that we have to apply so the reason why i believe once again is because it's proven to be accurate the bible has not been proven to be false at all what's been proven to be false are the individuals that interpret in their own understanding and in their own knowledge that they think they have but the bible in itself is not false there is no inaccuracy in the bible 
And I ch and I would challenge you to do your research and study and truly ask God to reveal things that are in his word to you. Because all the word of God is, is God speaking directly. That's all it is. And that's what's, what's annotated here. It's God speaking. And every time you study a scripture and you ask God to reveal it to you, it's him speaking to you, giving you clarity and understanding of what you need to know in that given situation. There's times, me personally, I was dealing with um, when I when I was trying to when I was trying to deal with things going on in my family, the Bible had the answer. It had the answer for marriage marriage issues. It has the has the answer for dealing with lust. It has the answers when dealing with a lying tongue. It has the answers when dealing with problems in the family general in general. It has the answers when dealing with backbiting people, people who mistreat you, people who do you dirty. It has the answers that we that we often look for in a day-to-day -day basis when it comes to our lives. But a lot of people won't take the time to really study on their own. They're quick, they're more so quick to speak on something that they hear and that they heard from someone else that they'll knock the Bible in itself. And that is the wrong answer. I'm telling you, it's, it's the wrong answer. I will tell you to try, try God by, for yourself. Get a taste for yourself. Like I said last week, if you truly take the time to study and seek out the answers that you desire, even if you're a skeptic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not knocking you for that, but I want you to truly study and go out of your way to prove your, your skepticism to be true. Because almost every skeptic that I, matter of fact, every skeptic that I know, and even famous skeptic that literally took the time to study to prove their skepticism to be true, has been conformed, has been converted to believing in Christ, to believing in the word of God, because they literally could not find no inaccuracy when they actually took the, took the time to study. So if you have any questions when it comes to the Bible or having questions and believing in the Bible or even in Jesus Christ, I want you to challenge me. I'm up for discussion. I love discussion. And if you come in with a with an open mind and you come willing to receive and be taught, the conversation will go oh so swell because I feel I can learn from anybody just like anybody can learn from me. So if you have questions in regards to the Bible and you're like, I don't know, hey, preacher boy, like, hey, I feel some kind of way about this, this, this that's said in the Bible. And I don't know if I should believe in it. Ask me. I want to have an open one-on-one -on -one discussion so that we can really break down what God is God is telling us. And I'm going to be straight up. If I don't know the answer at that point in time, I'm going to say, hey, give me about, about 24, 48 hours. Give me a little time. I'm going to study it. I'm going to see what God's telling me. And I'm going to bring it back to you. I'm not going to set you up for failure. Everything that I give to you is going to be given to me from God. I'm not going to give you based on my own theology. No, that's not how it works because it's not in me that I move and have my being. It's in Christ that I move and have my being. So I pray that y'all grab some nuggets from today on, on some things you may be able to apply in your own life when dealing with why I believe in the Bible. Because a lot of times, a lot of people don't know how to defend their beliefs. You have to be able to take a firm stance in your belief and not be wishy-washy. You gotta have a firm foundation. The Bible even talks about having a firm foundation. Either you're gonna build your, your house on, on a solid rock or you're gonna build it on sand. And if you build it on sand, it ain't gonna last. 
So I pray that y'all have a blessed weekend. I pray that this week was filled with nothing but great opportunities in your life. And if you had some stumbling blocks along the way, know that the Lord was with you every step of the way. You may not have felt it. You may not have seen him, but he's there. And he's waiting for you, if you have not already, to reach out and grab his hand. Because all, all you need to do is take that step and he'll meet you rest of the way. So I pray that y'all have a blessed weekend. Know that I love you and more importantly, God loves you more. So y'all have a blessed weekend. Y'all be blessed. Preacher boy out.